This is Morning Motivation for Educators on the Bee Podcast Network. Learn about all the shows at beepodcastnetwork.com. You'll hear from a variety of formal and informal educators who help put this podcast together. If you'd like to contribute your voice to the show, please go to morningmotivationedu.com to apply. I am Karen Dudek Brannon. I was a school SLP for 14 years where I specialized in language literacy and executive functioning and also held various teaching, leadership, and research roles. Now, I am the host of the De Facto Leaders podcast on the Bee Podcast Network, where I help school therapists, teachers, and administrators be leaders on their school teams, no matter their job title. This is a follow-up to the episode titled, Executive Dysfunction is Not a Personality Flaw, because the key to being neurodiversity affirming in the way that you support your students is to support their executive functioning. And this is a term that is commonly confused because of the word affirming. People tend to think that affirming means we have to agree or give students what they want all the time in order to affirm them. And that's obviously not the case. We know that that's not always in students' best interests. So what I wanted to do today is show you a clip from my free training where I do talk about what it means to be neurodiversity affirming, specifically when we're working with students with brain differences. This could include things like ADHD, autism, OCD, or other differences. I'm gonna pop over to a clip from my free training where I walk through what it means to be neurodiversity affirming. So obviously punishing for skill-based issues is not neurodiversity affirming, but scaffolding across settings, meaning providing the appropriate supports so that students have the tools and the skills that they need to complete the tasks that you're asking them to do, that is neurodiversity affirming because you're providing supports that students need to be able to get things done so that they can learn new skills. It is important that we hold kids accountable, but we want to make sure that they are able to do the things that we're asking them to do. And when we go about teaching kids about accountability and getting work done, because this is an important life skill, we don't want to do it with abstract reward systems because that's not going to help them learn the skills that they need for that internal motivation. Instead, we want to make sure that we communicate clear expectations, choices, and consequences. So it's not that we're getting rid of consequences at all. It's just that we're communicating it in a way that is within kids' time horizon and that is within their skill sets. Giving tools without teaching skills to use those tools is not neurodiversity affirming because it does not take the neurological profile and the diagnosis into account. On the other hand, giving tools plus the supports and instruction across settings in order to use those tools is neurodiversity affirming and evidence-based. Now, this next one isn't often talked about within the context of being neurodiversity affirming, but I think it needs to be mentioned here because doing the executive functioning for kids is not neurodiversity affirming because it's not giving them the opportunity to learn an important life skill that's going to help them proactively manage their anxiety or build the skills that they need to be confident and build relationships. On the other hand, using the appropriate language and modeling while they're going through some of those challenging tasks and allowing them the opportunity to practice and engage in independent problem solving is neurodiversity affirming because you're providing them the opportunity to build those skills that they need to be successful. 
a different word that we could use instead of affirming here is just considering. Because if we don't provide these opportunities, then what lies ahead of them is going to be much more stressful. Preventing discomfort and allowing avoidance is not neurodiversity affirming. Avoiding anxiety-inducing situations actually increases anxiety. Now, of course, we need to be aware of someone's frustration threshold and their skills, but we do need to strategically increase the difficulty of the tasks and allow individuals to go through those learning curves. Otherwise, they're not going to be able to decrease their anxiety for those unfamiliar situations. Next, we have to consider things like self-regulation and self-talk. Those are things that help us evaluate situations. So they are tied to executive functioning skill-based issues. So if we agree with everything our students believe, everything that they're saying about situations or everything that they want in the moment, we are actually not being neurodiversity affirming because we might be agreeing with inaccurate evaluation of situations. How we flip that and become neurodiversity affirming is that we can encourage productive self-talk and self-evaluation so that we're giving them the skills that they need in order to self-regulate and self-evaluate. Simply validating does not allow this reflective process to happen. And in a way, it is another example of either doing the executive functioning for kids or allowing them to avoid a task that's going to help them build an important skill that will build resilience. And then a final point in way of thinking about this is that we are not being neurodiversity affirming if we completely ignore things like social executive functioning or if we only address it in an academic setting. Now, there is a place for teaching certain skills and priming and preparing in a separate setting. And some of that might look somewhat academic or might be delivered in a format that's pretty structured. But this is where we need to consider multiple service delivery models because that alone is not going to be effective. So the way that we become neurodiversity affirming and give them what they need is that we're teaching social executive functioning using varied service delivery models. So this would involve things like training, coaching others, and making sure that those supports are in place across the day. To learn more about how to be evidence-based and neurodiversity affirming in the K-12 setting, check out my free training for therapists, teachers, and school administrators. You can go to drkarendudakbrannon.com backslash EF leadership to sign up for the training. Thanks for listening, and whatever role you have in education, we have a podcast for you at bepodcastnetwork.com. Who among your friends and colleagues needs to hear this message today? Please share it with them right now.